0: Good morning, everybody. Today's reading is from Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached on how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on the cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead." He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the only one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Fantastic. There we go. Modern technology. This is when you know the most important people in the church are the people at the back behind the sound desk. They have the power to turn me on and off. Well good morning, it's wonderful to see you this morning. It's really exciting that we could come together for this worship on Easter Sunday to see people baptised. For those of you that don't know me, my name's Alan, I'm the vicar here. And if you're visiting us for the first time, you are very welcome, it's lovely to see you this morning. But you may be wondering what is all this excitement about, what's Easter all about? Why are we all here celebrating Easter? Why do we make such a big deal about it? Well, the answer to that question is a word called freedom. Easter is all about freedom. And this word free describes what each one of us is here for this morning. And from that reading, just before we go on to baptize these wonderful 11 people, and they're going to share a bit about the reason why they want to be baptized, in some ways the sermon this morning. But before we get to that, I'd love to just share four brief things from the reading which Barbie just read to us. And they all spell out the word free, F-R-E-E. And I've got some props with me this morning to help us sort of remember the real message of Easter as well. So the first letter of free is the letter F. And does anyone have an idea of what F might be? What's the F? What do you think the F stands for? The F of being free. Freedom, no, it's not that. This is the opportunity. If you're doing sermon bingo, this is the point now. Yep. Forgiveness. F stands for forgiveness. In that reading that Barbie read to us, everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And all of us here make mistakes, don't we? None of us get it right all the time. We all mess up. We all get make mistakes and we all want to hopefully get into heaven. We wonder what the grade is, if we're good enough to get into heaven or not. But if I had a tape measure this morning that started on the ground, and went to the top of the church, and that would be the sort of a scale of goodness and badness on that scale. And right at the bottom, we put all the people who do things really bad, people who are evil, people who are cruel and unkind and at the top we put all the people that are really kind and sacrificial and do so much good in the world and if we put everyone on history onto that scale so at the bottom you'd have like murderers and people like Hitler and people who are just not really nice and then at the top you'd have people like the mother Teresa and the Pope and Gandhi and maybe Margaret who makes the teas and coffees here at church she'd kind of be up on the top and then And then in the middle, you probably have like the guys on the sound desk and the rest of us. Towards the bottom, you might have some of the Arsenal supporters because they're quite smug at the moment. On that scale, whereabouts do you think we'd put it so we can all get into heaven? Where, Where would be the scale? Well, actually, none of us would be able to get into heaven if we're on that scale. And even if that tape measure went all the way to the universe, to the heaven itself, none of us would still make the grade. The Bible says no one is righteous, not one of us. Everyone has sinned short of the glory of God. We all mess up and none of us can do it to our own strength. And the first thing that Easter reminds us of, that we're set free from, is all the things, the mistakes we make. The cross, Jesus on the cross, sets us free to be totally forgiven. Everything we've done in the past, everything we do in the future, and everything we do now, when we come before God and say we're sorry, we're totally forgiven, we receive the forgiveness of God. That's the first thing. F is for forgiveness. What's the second letter of three? So I've brought this with me to give us a clue what R might stand for. Any idea? Hey, someone's quite keen today. Relationship. R stands for relationship. In that reading, it said this. God does not show favoritism. But he accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does right. God accepts all of us. God's desire is that we would come into a relationship with him. God loves you. The most famous verse in the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son for you. There's a verse in the New Testament, St. Paul says, There's nothing in all of creation that can separate you from God's love. There's nothing. They can separate you from his love. God loves you. And Jesus dies on the cross so that the Father can take us into a relationship with him. And if you're like me, maybe when you were growing up, you thought Christianity was about rules and don't do this, do that. But like when you're at school, don't go on the grass and play football, keep off the grass, don't go on here, don't ride your bicycle in the park. But Christianity is not about rules. It's about a relationship, a relationship with a God that loves you. When my children were really small, I used to sing over them, to get them to sleep, to show them that I loved them. And there's a verse in the Bible that says God sings over you. It says he rejoices over you with singing. The Christian faith is all about a father that loves you, and he calls us back into a relationship with him. So Easter reminds us Jesus rose from the dead so that we can be totally forgiven and we can come into a relationship with him. And then we have our next letter of three, E. Shout out a bit louder. Energy. Energy. What's Easter got to do with energy? Well, Jesus died on a cross so that we can be forgiven. The Father brings us back into his family. He wants us to be reconciled to him. And E is for energy. In that reading, it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And Jesus went around doing amazing things by the power of the Holy Spirit And then that's the spirit that raised him from the dead. And that same spirit is available for me and you today. So what does energy, what does an energy drink do? Helps us to get fitter, stronger, faster, so we can train better. And it's exactly the same when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. He gives us the energy to live for God. And as the people who are gonna be baptized today find that actually being a Christian isn't the easy thing, it's one of the hardest things that they're ever going to do. And we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit, without his energy. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, his energy, to break from addictions, to break from bad habits, to break from anger and pain and all the things that hold us back. We also need his power, his energy, to fill us with joy and peace and love. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the energy to live for Jesus. So freedom, Easter, it's all about being set free to be forgiven, being brought into a relationship with God, and having the energy to live for Jesus. I've just got one last thing because there's um, one last letter, one last letter of the word free. What do you reckon? Egg, egg, do you reckon it's an egg? There's no egg in there, it's empty. I have a confession to make. I was looking at this last night and I was thinking about the sermon and I thought, that looks so good. And. My boys were in bed, one thing led to another, and I just had a little nibble, and before you know it, I ate the whole egg. But I can guarantee you, it was delicious. So what's this got to do with Easter? Well, how do I know that that egg was so delicious? I experienced it. I tasted it. I tried it for myself. And this is the thing about Easter. You can know that God has forgiven you. You can know that you are part of God's family. You can know that the Holy Spirit is available to you. But unless you experience it for yourself, you've missed the point of Easter. All of that means nothing. You have to try it for yourself. You missed the point of Easter. And my testimony is I was raised in a Christian family and I got to become an adult. I knew all about God. I knew about Jesus. I knew all about the stuff in my head. I was told that God had forgiven me. It was only when I asked him and said a very simple prayer, asked into my heart myself. For the first time, I experienced God's forgiveness for myself. It's like the slate had been totally wiped clean. All the mistakes I made, I know had now been taken away. For the first time, I experienced the love of God. You know, I knew in my head that God loved me, but in my heart, for the first time, I experienced that God truly loved me and I was part of his family. And it was for the first time I experienced the spirit of God in my heart, the energy to help me live for God. And it's a choice. No one's here to force you to make that choice, whether we do it for the first time or the 101st time. It's something we have to experience for ourselves. In our reading, we read this. They killed Jesus by hanging him on the cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. Bingo! Well done. And for those of you that haven't been playing Sermon Bingo, the question is, have you seen Jesus? Have you seen the Lord for yourself? Not just heard about him or inherited from a parent or a grandparent. But have you seen Jesus for yourself? Have you experienced him in your own heart? Just before we move into the last song and baptisms, I'm just going to say a short prayer. And it's an opportunity for anyone here, whether you've never said that prayer, you've never had this experience of inviting Jesus into your heart, or maybe you have said that in the past. But if you're honest, you, you don't really know what it feels like to be forgiven. You don't know what it looks like to experience the love of God in your heart. You don't know what it looks like to have the power of the Holy Spirit, to live for Jesus day by day. Well, this is a prayer for you as well. Whether you're saying this for the very first time, or whether you're saying this for the 101st time, just a short prayer. So let's all bow our heads, close our eyes, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the gift of Easter. And I pray for every single person here this morning, young and old, small, senior, wherever we come from, Lord, I pray for them. And for those of you who want to say this prayer for yourself, you want to own it for yourself, you want to make this choice to have this freedom, just repeat these words after me, either out loud or in the silence of your hearts. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all the things I've done that are wrong. Today, I turn from the things that are bad in my life, and I turn to you. I invite you into my life as my Lord and my Saviour. And I pray now, Lord, that you would come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. That I would know that I am forgiven by Jesus that I'm in a relationship with the Father and I'm filled by your Holy Spirit and I can begin this new journey, this new adventure, walking with you. And if you said that prayer in your hearts, then just take a moment just to say thank you. Thank you in your hearts. Thank you, Lord, that you died for me, that you rose again, that I can begin new life in you. for all those that pray that prayer Lord this morning I want to pray that you would fill them this morning with your peace and your joy and your love and that you would cement in them that commitment they've made that they know that they are children of God and because you rose from the dead we rise and have new life with you forever that we can be free, forgiven relationship, have your energy and encounter you on a day to day basis in Jesus name Amen.